0: Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, they'll help you unleash your inner decorator.
1: I'm Caroline. I write the How to Decorate blog. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm
2: Karen. I head up Ballard's branding team. (laughs) We're your hosts.
0: Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world.
1: Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of the show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at
2: ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. And now on with the show.
0: Okay, so today's episode is a little bonus episode because um, it's hard to believe it, guys, but we have been hosting this show for four
2: years. I was 24 when we started. this. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's aging in dog years. <laughs> yes. Holy crap, this thing is killing me. <laughs>
0: I, I actually wow. had to go back and count because I, I couldn't remember what year calendar year we started, but, um, yeah, so four years. And I thought it would just be fun for us to look back wow. or, you know, just kind of chat about what we've learned. I think that just over the course of hosting the show, my probably favorite or best takeaway is just overall confidence in making choices. I think just listening to to the designers and also, To hearing that sometimes they make mistakes and sometimes they question themselves but they kind of push through. That is, um, I've just become a much more confident designer. And it's, I mean, I'm only doing my own house. It's not like I'm working, like helping other people, but just doing stuff around my own house and making bolder choices than maybe I
2: would have. Yeah. In a expressing life. yourself. That's what that's about. Well, mm-hmm. what I, I I remember Jonathan Adler saying that your house should be the most glamorous version of you. And that to me really resonated because I feel like so often my friends, um, because like you, I'm not an interior designer. I only do my own house, but I have a lot of friends who ask me advice all the time. And They're sort of timid in their decisions, but if you, and and I am as well, right, I'm timid in my decisions, you know, I want to do the safe choice. But when I think about, well, the most glamorous version of me, you know, when I'm really feeling great about what I'm wearing and where I'm going and, you know, what is, what would that girl put in the room? Mm -hmm. That is very freeing. And I love that kind of idea of just, you know, go for it a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: for me, for me, it's been also just all these wonderful listeners that are probably listening to this because they're wonderful and some reason like us um, and they send in their homes and they've done such a great job or they have amazing homes already. And they're like, what do I do with this? And um, first off, just being impressed by everybody who's listening and really, um, you know, breathing it in like us, but also the fact that each project, you know, we've seen their house, they've emailed us and we've seen it before the show. And then the designer says one thing and then Caroline looks at it another way. And I've actually thought of it totally different than Karen. And, and then it's like, it's interesting to realize that there's just, there's more than one way to skin the cat and the repeated, you know, version of know the rules and then break them. Like, know Mm -hmm. what is right. And then from there springboard and make it your own.
2: I think mm-hmm. that's so true, Taryn, but yeah, oh, you're right. There's so many ways to do it and what's right for you might not be right for me. And that's cool. It's your mm-hmm. house. Do what you want. Right. Don't feel so totally. confined to the rules. Well, okay. So one thing that I haven't renewed affection for, um, that I did not have at the beginning of the podcast is brown furniture. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know Caroline's doing a little happy dance because I just, I don't know. I had no respect for it, I guess. Um, it wasn't that I had to disdain. I just didn't feel like it had a place in my life. And I have done a 180 on that. I think it's um, uh, like so many people have said, it just brings something to your room that is. Uh, uh, I mean, there's just a soul to it, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's an older piece. I'm not saying just some ugly brown piece of furniture but a, a beautiful antique that has a heritage to it and a history to it and some dings to it and that patina um i, I love i love that idea now and i i kind of want that more and more in my home some mm-hmm. of that history and and age so that's something that's changed my mind for sure
0: yeah um something i go back to a lot and especially you know i feel like we interviewed um Ashley Whitaker and I talk about her episode all the time because it was a, such a light bulb moment for me but um we interviewed her right when I was planning on and like when we were buying our house and I was sort of starting the design process of it um and I loved what she said about tone and value and that has been so helpful for me so basically the tone is really kind of the color uh, the color of the color, I guess. It's like how much, you know, if it's a blue, how much green versus how much yellow. Um, if it's a, you know, et cetera. Pink, or if it's like, yeah, if it's pink, how much white versus red. Um, but then the value is the light on like the light to dark scale and how if you choose, you don't necessarily, you do, you do not have to match one color throughout your room. But, and if you if you choose the same color, but maybe a different um, value of that color, those always go together. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of just sort of look at your colors, keep them next to each other. And as long as they're the same value, even if one is light, one is slightly, only slightly darker, then they'll all go together. And that helped me a ton because, um, you know, when you're pulling fabrics and swatches from all over the place, you know, your fa- local fabric store right. and antique you no know, Ballard, then they're not going to match. And there were, for so for, as an example, I did my dining room and I have that uh, upholstered sort of bench in the back, but then I have these Louis chairs with a leather and it's the same blue. One of them is a little bit darker, but I was worried that since they're sitting next to each other, it would look weird, but you literally You'd cannot tell. That it, it, yeah, it's see, it, looks, it reads as the same color. Yeah, they're yeah. not sitting um, on top of each other, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that... um has just been really helpful for me with making adding more color into the room and and feeling confident that it's going to work.
2: One one of the things to me that sort of blew my mind that I had never thought about was the idea of these uh, sort of line of sight vignettes, visual vignettes in your home. So I've just always thought about my room as my room. Mm-hmm. And what works in the room and, you know, it's a rectangle or a square or whatever and what, what in this space works together as opposed to, okay, when I'm sitting in my living room and looking into my dining room, what do I see? in that dining room and creating a visual vignette within that sightline, And then when I look down the hallway, what do I see and creating something there, you uh-huh. know, kind of turning in all the directions. And when folks are sitting in a certain spot, you know, if everyone sits here in my house and they look at something, what are they seeing? And I just thought that it blew my mind. I'm like, well, well, duh, duh. It seems so, <laughs>
1: um,
2: you know, like such a simple thing to understand, but when you kind of break it down like that, it really makes it, lot more manageable I think Mm -hmm. too you know like all I have to figure out is this you know like six by eight foot space okay I can do that I do that that's beautiful that's perfect okay now the next one you know and kind of break it up like that so I thought that was very helpful at least to me yeah no I totally agree Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and just the the instant change of paint and Mm -hmm. we all stress about the color and tone and it's not the funnest job but it's also not the hardest thing to redo and Mm -hmm. you can technically pay someone or you can just waste a few evenings that you are probably going to watch tv anyway so like
2: just do an audiobook or it is listen to a podcast obviously renovate
1: (laughs) it looks so good yes Mm -hmm. yes i mean i feel like i've learned everything i wish i had started this podcast before i had moved in here because i feel like (laughs) my home would be
2: different now even but do you think? Oh, as we were prepping for the show, I was kind of trying to look around my house and go, well, you know, what have I actually done in here that's been um, influenced by the show? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a million things, like you know, like I, I think yes. the whole house, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> your basement for sure. Right? Yeah, going all bold and blue on the basement mm-hmm. for sure. You're right.
1: I was gonna say I think we've all done major a room at
2: least, or a new house, house. like Caroline. Uh Caroline hit it right. A lot of changes in our lives. Yeah. Uh Babies, houses, (laughs) COVID, the whole shebang.
0: (laughs) Well, Taryn, I cannot wait to see. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying about your house now, but I'm so freaking excited to live vicariously through you with your new house.
1: Your new house, Taryn. I know. It's like you said. It's just like I feel like I personally need to go back through and listen to every single episode and literally walk like with a notepad and like just to prep myself for like this because Mm -hmm. now that we've you know talked about it for four years it's finally like this chance to like test it like test drive it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm very excited but i also know from learning from many designers that i don't want to make any huge mistakes too so i'm right i'm excited though What
2: an opportunity.
0: Well, speaking of that, I do think that um, something that I've, that I used to do wrong that I now feel like I understand about myself and I'm not, this may not, this may be slightly different for everyone else, but Mm -hmm. I have found just in the example of our current house that when I, you know, in my old, like before the podcast, I would have, you know, kind of had a idea of what I wanted to do, but I would be doing it over a long period of time. And like halfway through, I would sort of get distracted and change my mind and change course. And then at the end, when I was, you know, quote unquote finished, uh-huh. I was never fully satisfied or happy with how it turned out. And so I've learned about myself that I really need to come up with a full plan and just and stick to the plan. Uh-huh. Don't get don't get distracted by shiny
2: objects. Right. Um, and then do yeah. it piece, piece. You don't have to implement it all immediately, but have your whole plan. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Well, you did that so well on your new house, Caroline, because uh-huh. um, you, you know, you didn't have your dining room table, but you had your plan for a dining room table. But you went ahead and got the chairs, and then you had some, mm-hmm. you know, another chair you wanted, and you knew what fabric, but you waited until you got the chair, and then you got the fabric. like. I I remember uh-huh. all of this, but you had your whole plan together, all your swatches and everything, and you know, piece by piece, it's it's just like a little puzzle clicking into place. It's really fun to watch.
0: Well, and it's kind of like what designers, some of them have said about um, before, maybe in their uh, firm or in their uh, work, but before they started installing homes or rooms all in one time, that the, the clients, they, can't see the full vision yeah. yet and so then they're questioning their choices right. and I think that's basically just what I was doing to myself mm-hmm. the fully the full vision wasn't realized and so I would not I wasn't ever really
2: happy and then I would question because I never got there. And that doesn't mean like we can't bargain shop. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can't love going into the Ballard outlet or somewhere and falling in love with something or finding a great deal, but it needs to fit your plan. You need -hmm. to understand, you know what I need? I need two slipper chairs. All right, here's two chairs. Do these fit? You know, maybe I need to get them reupholstered or, you know, they're great. Maybe they're $99, whatever. It's, it's $99 wasted if it doesn't fit your ultimate plan. Right. Um, you're, you're better off waiting and paying 800 $900 for something as opposed to buying some stuff, throwing it away and, and still not having what you want ultimately. Right. right. So, yeah. Okay. One really practical thing that I learned, uh, our lighting episode was enlightening for me. <laughs> 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 um, no, I really, um, I was shocked about how much energy traditional bulbs take. Honestly, y'all, I blew my mind because uh, I think Roger was saying like 80% or 90% of the energy in a traditional bulb goes towards heat. And then the rest goes towards light versus in an LED bulb. It's the opposite or something like that. That's why they're cool. And so we're spending all this money on wasted energy, heating up our houses in the summer when we don't even need to, you know, I and mean? all that. I was, It mm-hmm. blew my mind. So I went through my whole – this is going to be one of my trials and triumphs. Um, But I went through my whole house and – I went on Amazon, I found every every kind of bulb I wanted, like I like a three-way. And then I also like uh, the little, you know, uh, like a 15 water and um, like I have a lot of very specific, <laughs> can you guess, needs um, <laughs> for my lighting. So I bought tons of bulbs, like I counted how many I needed and I placed my order. And I mean, it couldn't have been more than $100, you know, for my whole house for the bulbs. And I went through and I replaced every bulb, every lamp, every sconce, every ceiling recess thing. And it just felt so great to know, hey, I'm not being a moron, spending all this money on things I don't like. And the light still feels beautiful. So mm-hmm. I felt like that was a big win for me.
0: Yeah. There were all, there was also a bunch of information. I won't go through it all now because I also don't want to misquote it, but um roger gave about kelvin and and all sort of -hmm. the points you need to know yeah
1: 2700 yeah that's all you need to remember that's all you need
2: to know what was your favorite year you were alive probably when you were 27 so 2700 kelvin get it (laughs) that's good advice (laughs) um okay actually
0: roger just helped me out with another thing and this was sort of a blast from my past remember back when i did my christmas tree and it was too bright so i got a little dimmer yes After you flocked it. Yes, after I flocked it. um, This is the most maintenance tree ever known to mankind. It was. And y'all, because of COVID, I'm like, I'm going to do this again. I mean, (laughs) I have time. I have no other project. All we have is time. That's my new motto. (laughs) All we have is time. Um, But anyways, I was, I had this task lamp and I wished the task lamp was on a dimmer. And um, I was like, Roger, can you put it on a dimmer for me? And he's like, just buy one of the the tabletop things you basically it's a dimmer that you plug your lamp into this item and then mm-hmm. you plug that into your your outlet yeah and then you can dim anything so yeah. just a little that was a nice little i just yeah, went so down. It's sort it's of like basement dimmer dug my extension cord yes yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah so that was handy taryn what have you learned come on
1: me everything <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I've noticed that again because we're now doing everything via internet and Remote. webcams mm-hmm. that this is my little vignette and um, the one room you see behind me and I am going every time we record, I want to change that light. <laughs> the light uh what do we have? There's call an the outlet outside? directly then. Well the uh, outlet
2: light switch. Apparently oh, you have the white but, outlet switch on the I blue, have a light switch. Blue wall. These mm-hmm.
1: are things I did not know were like wrong until you like again are sitting in the same spot And you stare every at day. It? Sure. And I'm like, oh I love the color of my walls. My drapes look great what's that push big it. square mm-hmm. and then you're like i have a big square so i literally lean mm-hmm. my head this way when we record just
2: so yeah, that cover that up like, like i did when I walked in shirtless just push your head over in front <laughs> of him yeah it's like that this is my sore i'm just kidding it was cute
1: yes i feel like lighting too like making sure it's all around like eye level and not above mm-hmm. and the same with wall art we've learned so much about where to hang things yes. um and then mm-hmm. drapes as high as you can get it like just like you do your hair in texas just like as high <laughs> as you can get it go um, mm-hmm. um closer to what is it higher to heaven closer to god or whatever that's right um i did yes these are things i have learned i that feel like
0: the um what about the cantaloupe rule that's a good one. Oh can- yes uh, all accessories me, me, rachel me cannon's episode she talked about mm-hmm.
2: it Mm-hmm. Yeah, performance um, fabrics like if you've got a family people do not waste your mm-hmm. money on something that's not a performance fabric mm-hmm. i mean it's going to just also, save you so much uh mental energy you know and you're going to be mad at your children all the time for having a kool-aid on the chair
0: or your. Well, husband. i think i've just been i mean i've i have always respected and, and loved designers so it's not like i didn't have that before but um Knowing just how much thought they put into the function and how much they prioritize function, Mm -hmm. I think, is just a common misconception about designers that um, I really appreciated. Just getting to know them on a more personal level and see how truly down to earth they are.
2: Yes, Um, yes. So down to earth and so much work. Super fancy projects. So when you're looking at their mm -hmm. portfolio, it's a little intimidating and then you get to know them and they are so practical. Mm-hmm. okay the other thing that never occurred to me never occurred to me before this podcast was the partnership of a designer with an architect and how important that is to do that up front mm-hmm. if you know how that process is going to go so much smoother in the end if you let them talk in the beginning then you actually will have a wall for the television and a place for the sofa and you know mm-hmm. because they're they're kind of thinking about different priorities and mm-hmm. you know it's it, you know, you need them to talk. And it seems I'm like, it seems so like sort of no brainer. Um, right. But it never occurred to me.
0: Yeah, well, and to that point, too, I think something that all, almost all of our designers talk about is um, you're decorating one particular house. So you have to address the style and the issues that are specific to that house you don't if you don't have a cape cod then you cannot decorate your house in a cape cod style you know just taking your house style into Mm. respecting um, it yeah respecting it and that doesn't mean that you can't infuse it with elements of whatever but you know um
2: Do you remember one last who lived in Arizona and she had sort of an Arizona, right? She had an Arizona Mm -hmm. kind of style. If I had imagined in my head, it'd be like a single level stucco, something with cactus in the yard. And Mm -hmm. her passion or what really spoke to her was traditional European styling. And she's like, how do I infuse that? And that was a very hard question Mm -hmm. because you don't want to walk into a, a stucco home and then feel like you're in the south of France. It would be like, well. Uh, there mm-hmm. are stucco homes yep. in the south of france okay so let's that was probably not a great <laughs> um,
1: it is true you know, though I mean, that regionally there's a sense of uh place yes right
0: yes well yes. and i think like and i can't remember what specific advice we gave her but i do remember that question very specifically yeah, um hard. just i remember i vividly remember the the photos she sent in and i think to me it's like okay. Pick something about your location. It doesn't have to be what's everyone else is doing, but maybe it's like a desert color palette, right? And then you you know do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then you decorate with more antiques, but you have this very, you know, the palette ties it
2: together. Yeah, the palette ties it together, together. Mm -hmm.
0: or something. Just find some element that's going to unite the
2: two. If you are trying to merge um, disparate elements. One of the things that one of our early on designers said to me, and it's been reiterated a lot, but I, again, had never occurred to me, is how personal the relationship is between a designer and the client. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't thought of it, but I think Erica Ward was the first one who said it Um, very early on. She was one of our very first guests. And I just love Erica. And she was just like, girl, I'm in your bedroom. I'm in your bathroom. I'm in your drawers with your underwear. Like I am all up in your stuff. And -hmm. this relationship has to be a a very trusting back and forth relationship. And if it isn't, it's not going to work. So I was just like, wow, that is, so true. Like You're really yeah. going to have to believe that person is uh, taking your best interest to heart.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that they're going to have to... I mean, what is your morning routine like? Right. You know, Does your husband get dressed at the same time you do? I remember actually Chip Wade was talking about how... Oh, oh gosh, what was it? That. He was talking about how they put a big barn door in, in their bedroom. bedroom. Between their bathroom. And then he couldn't and, get dressed in the morning. Yeah. And he was like, I did not think about how my wife likes to sleep in, I get up early. And then I realized I cannot slide this like ginormous door without just dropping my wife. It's like, I'm dressing in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you don't have a door between your bedroom and your bathroom, then you're going to really be POing your
1: spouse. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Truth. Truth. And Karen has learned uh, to measure. And <laughs> no, I, haven't.
2: I haven't. But ladies, okay, let's talk about this for one second. I know this isn't exactly on topic. All right. Do you hear my little doggy barking? I don't even have a dog, but that's my my cute <laughs> Your COVID foster. roommate family's dog, right? Um, so remember I told you about how the second time in the guest room I measured incorrectly. And this time I really got super shorty drapes. <laughs> I didn't mean to, they're 84 inches. And they come just to the bottom of the window. Okay, y'all, I kind of like the way it looks. <laughs> hey, well, maybe that goes Tom to Cheryl, into it, It's same. really, really growing on me. And I can't decide if I'm insane or if it's kind of cute. All right, who was the who was the gentleman designer that we Tom had on? Cheer. Right, who had all the little shorty drapery? And I'm like, Tom, what up with the shorties? And he's like, sometimes you don't want all that drapery in a room. And I kind of like it. I mean, y'all hey. are have to vote. I'll sh- I'll send you a picture, but I'm 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 more and more like it's really growing on me. Maybe I just don't want to buy another wrong. <laughs>
0: exactly. um, okay, Karen, you know what you need? Uh, one Christmas, Will got me a laser measurer. Do you oh, have one of these? We, oh, we do.
2: You think that oh, okay. would work? No, no, no. Caroline, no. <laughs> it's not that I don't have the resources. It's just that I think I'm smarter than a measuring tape. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I honestly you're think overly that's confident. It. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it I don't know. I mean, why didn't you
0: just return the shorties?
2: I needed them really badly. Okay, because yeah. people were moving in, and I needed, and I was also I was like, well, you know, I can always add some bottoms, and I can, I can figure this out.
1: Right. Karen um, likes, likes I, capri pants. <laughs> and then she realizes that it's cool to be at your ankle. So she can just yeah, add I'm on. Like, <laughs> I'm going to
2: add some lace around the bottom. Didn't your mom do that when you were growing? When you were little, like your dresses yes. got these drawers so they'd add lace? <laughs> okay, mom. Um, yeah. 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 That I happens. haven't learned to measure, though, ladies. I have not. I still make mistakes because just out of sheer ineptitude. Honestly, <laughs> so, I, I, I know better, but I can't stop myself. I, I, I just can't
0: fathom, fathom that because I, I carry a measuring tape with me around all the time and I will, will see a measuring tape like in our bathroom and he's like, oh God, what project, yeah, what, what, what are you buying? Buy? Mm-hmm. What project is this? And I just I'm obsessed with measuring and like figuring things out. So
2: well, I do uh, love like look, here's the one thing everyone needs to learn if they haven't learned it from the podcast. Is so the one thing if people haven't learned this, they need to learn because it's super helpful, it helps me, even though I'm an anti measurer, is to use our floor plan tool. Man, y'all, that's where you are going. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the simplest tool. It's not I just play in it, I feel mean, like. Yeah. yeah, but you can get in there and move things around and try things and build rooms. I mean, I told you I did my whole basement. In that, I built my whole basement in there. I moved kitchens around, moved the bathroom around, moved the wine cellar around. You know, I still mismeasured for my banquette, but <laughs> but most of the stuff was right.
0: That's true. I love that thing as well. It is so handy. Yeah. Um, super Highly handy. recommend. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Something we haven't touched on, but again, all designers talk about is contrast. And they don't just mean light and dark. Texture. But the- Finishes, Mm -hmm. shapes, styles—true. It can't be all the same. Then it's super boring. Right, you're right. And as much as we love a catalog, we try to make our catalog not look like a catalog, and we mix styles. So we are giving you permission to as well.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think, and we talk about how those contrasts are what kind of brings something to life when, when you're looking, like if you're looking at your little visual vignette and it looks, yawn. All right. Yank something out and put something unexpected in there, whether it's a color or mm-hmm. a style or a whatever, you know, a, a provenance. Um, and that is, it, it's somehow adds some zing. Yeah. You're right. It's like, you know, when you have on an outfit, and it's all like super conservative, but then you put on a jazzy shoe or, you know, some crazy jewelry. It just mm-hmm. brings the whole thing to life. And I, I, I think i f- I feel like I do that a lot. I bring design back to, um, your closet. Yes. I think it makes sense. I think it's so relatable to understand. Every designer
1: way. has said that too. Like yeah. that's who, who you are. I look in your closet and that's like what you gravitate towards.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that uh, to me, it's because we all have a lot more practice in that realm. Like you get dressed every day and you know, you're not, you're not redecorating your that's space you every think. day. Right. I'm at home right, so right now. It's, <laughs> Well, but, and you've, but Taryn, like you've been building your wardrobe and refining your style for, and so have you Karen for years. So it's, you have just, you've, (laughs) you've gotten a lot more practice, I think. And I think Mm -hmm.
2: that's me why it's so it make it clicks yeah exactly you get comfortable with dressing yourself and you, you're comfortable with what looks good on you and how far you're willing to push yourself and some mm-hmm. you know some occasions you are and some occasions you aren't willing to kind of push and that might be the same in rooms like some rooms i'm willing to push and right. some rooms i'm not i want that to just be like super you know Middle of the road for the family, and then maybe the entry. I really want to kind of push it, and that's my evening out outfit. That's the entry. Right. um And if you think about it like that, I think it's very understandable.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Very. <laughs> that was, was
0: my look. Your hair.
1: hair? I play. Oh. but I do feel like Karen's right. I keep trying every time I see a all white room or something. I'm like yes, and then I'm like. That isn't who I am. Right. I'm just <laughs> saying it is Karen. so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I want we've just seen so much with all mm-hmm. these amazing yes. designers. And I want everything. I want it all. And It's never going to fit together.
2: (laughs) Yeah, all of that exposure. You're right. Looking Mm -hmm. at all those beautiful portfolios and reading all of those books and all that exposure, it does. It lures you into something. It can lure you into something that's beautiful but not suited for you. Just like clothes, right? Just like we're Mm -hmm. talking about. You know, you buy something when you see it on a on a friend or a mannequin or um, you know on the on a website, and it's not what you wear, and then it sits in your closet. You know. Kind of the same right. thing if you if you if you know what what feels right for you, don't be lured away by um, something that's beautiful, but not your style or not mm-hmm. up your alley or what what really resonates in your heart,
0: or like take that and sort of find some elements of that person's style or that room that you can make work with your design. Like say, for example, Suzanne Kastler. I love her work. Um, it's so clean and edited mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't have the home or the antiques or the the budget, frankly, to execute that. But one thing I do really like about what she does is she leaves a lot of negative space and so I feel like that's something that I can practice more in our and house. Aspire to you, yeah. yeah and yes. and mm-hmm. leave more blank space. Mm-hmm. Or you could imitate the
2: lines of the room, but not the palette of the room or the palette of the room Mm -hmm. and not the lines of the room. You know what I mean? Like all of those things you can um, can sort of get takeaways from and meld them Mm -hmm. to your sensibility and what's going to work for you.
0: Or just buy their book and then leave it on your coffee table and just look at it when you want to.
2: That's right. Get inspired with your coffee on Sunday mornings. <laughs>
1: and, and then close it and never have to buy the stuff. Yes. There's so many good books we've read. Thanks to all mm. these designers. They have oh fantastic gosh. books. I haven't but read I so much oh, in my life. It's been great. I've it learned so much great. from so many books. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the thing we've said on repeat, and we've all now spent six months feeling it, is six, seven months, whatever, and really study how you live. Uh, that to me mm-hmm. has always been, I didn't really pay attention to it. And as it evolves and changes for me personally and my family, it is true. It's it's checking in with your home to make sure it's working for you because that's mm-hmm. going to be the best home
2: for your family. Yes. And it can change, you know, like <clears throat> everyone's home's changed at the beginning of COVID. So your home can change. What worked for you a year ago or six months ago might not be working for you today. So it's mm-hmm. th- okay. Rethink it, move stuff around, drag yeah. it around, you know, put a sofa in the other room and a TV in a different room and that's okay. They're just walls. That Don't take yeah, the and label. You think, I do think that's something that's
0: like more reason to buy things that you really love. Because if you buy things that you really love, then you can move them all around. Whereas if you buy something for one particular space, then if you change the function of that space or you want to take out whatever and put in a desk, like, there's nowhere else to put it. Right. But, you know, if you... Which is why I
2: bought a console for my desk instead of a desk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm, well, I might not be working from home forever. And do Mm -hmm. I really want a desk with drawers Mm It looks so desky? I really just need a surface and I want something beautiful. And maybe this will later be hold a TV or be a bar or be a, Mm -hmm. a sofa table behind my Sofa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really smart to sort of just think about, you know, the functionality of what you need, but don't don't go with the label of it. And that's why I think the measuring and making the plan is smart. If you know you need, all right, I need something in this space that is going to, um, you know, house my keys and a lamp when I walk in the front door. And this is mm-hmm. the dimension of it. It could be anything. You know, don't go in thinking it needs to be a table or it needs to be a chest or it needs to be a demi-loon or whatever. It could really be anything. Um, And think a book, it could be a short bookcase and that would be super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, thinking about just sort of opening your mind to the possibility of what can fit the functionality of what you need, I think has been something important that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the Bunny Williams thing that she talked about, I don't know if she talked about on the podcast, but I've heard her talk about it before, which (laughs) is the... um, The, you know, you know, she, she has her plan in her, she makes her plan for her rooms in her home. And then she buys things to fit them. And, you know, when she was 25, she bought an inexpensive something to fit in that space. It was the right proportion. But, it, you know, it wasn't a fine piece of something. And then when she was 45, she bought something nicer to fit that same dimension. And then when she was 65, she bought something, you know, really lovely to fit that dimension. Um, so that doesn't mean when you're 25, you have to buy, you know, a, a beautiful heirloom item. You mm-hmm. can buy just a, a functional, you know, pretty thing that sits there until you're ready to upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Your your space doesn't have to be finished and perfect. Right. Well, it was
0: that it was Tara Shaw, the um, incredible yeah. antiques From collector Louisiana. in New Orleans, who said that she just bought she bought one thing every year. That's right. Every one year thing. she would splurge on one thing, and you know now what—fifteen, twenty years later, she has a house full of gorgeous Stunning antiques items, and right? yeah. Uh-huh.
2: yeah. That, I think, to
0: me, it was like, oh, my gosh, that's so true.
2: Yeah, because Um, she, you know, she's shopping the um, fairs of Europe. And how do you restrain mm -hmm. yourself? (laughs) So that was a great, that was a great lesson. Yeah, just one thing very special.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you to everyone for listening. Hopefully you found this episode helpful and not just redundant. Yeah, yeah redundant yeah. or it, just, just rambling
1: yeah they didn't make it this far into the episode that they left so don't worry yeah that's
2: okay <laughs> true but we are point. very grateful honestly yes, we're we are. so grateful to you guys so thank you for listening
0: and please send continue to send us your feedback any designers you want to hear for questions yes. that you have or topics we should cover just email, always good stuff feedback always welcome mm-hmm. so, let's do it And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast.
1: To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to
2: podcastballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time,
0: happy happy decorating. decorating.